y'all. Welcome to the Marty Smith's America podcast. All you 67, and it is college football time again. I'm so excited, Travis. I can't even believe it. Maybe we are a few days away from the 2019 season kicking off. Of course, it's Miami versus Florida in Orlando, and they moved it up. They moved the game up. Back in March, they made the decision, and they did that because it will be played on the 150th anniversary of college football, and man, what a great what a great matchup to start the season. Uh, I like what Miami has defensively. Uh, Shaq Quarterman is a total beast uh, in the center of that defense, and Manny Diaz, their new head coach, had the opportunity to talk to Manny when we interviewed him uh, during College Football Live uh, last month up in Bristol. And he's the perfect coach. He has the perfect juice. He's, uh, of course, a former ESPN staffer and uh, has has studied under some amazing coaches, including Florida's Dan Mullen. He was Mullen's defensive coordinator at Mississippi State in Starkville. So... Uh, it's going to be fun to watch that chess match between Mullen's amazing offensive mind with Felipe Franks and all that talent they have on the perimeter. Uh, LaMichael P. Ryan at running back behind him. They got a lot of talent offensively down in Gainesville to offset the turnover chain down in Coral Gable. So that's going to be a phenomenal game. I cannot wait to see it. I spent all day Monday in Gainesville and we can chat about that in just a moment. But first, Travis, hiring used to be hard. Used to be. Used to, used be. to be hard. Yeah. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, confusing review processes. But today, but today hiring is easy. All you have to do is go to one single place to get it done. That's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. When you do that, ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience, and they invite them to apply to your job. As applications pour in, ZipRecruiter analyzes every single one, spotlights the top candidates, and that way you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective, in fact, that four out of five employers who use ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through that site within the very first day. The first day. Right now, you guys can try ZipRecruiter for free. Zero dollars, zero cents at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash M-A-R-T-Y. ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So I wanted to go to Gainesville because I feel like Felipe Franks, the Gators quarterback, is one of these dudes that's like J.J. Redick or Bobby Hurley or Hunter Renfro who's been in college for 17 and a half years. I feel like we've been hearing about him forever and ever and ever, but I didn't know a thing about him. I knew nothing. I knew he had physical gifts. When you look at him, He's obviously has the stature. I mean, he's being with him on Tuesday, 6'5", 6'6", big, broad-shouldered guy, has a cannon for an arm. I, we actually threw the ball around a little bit. By the way, Travis, he was very impressed with my uh, with how well I spin it. He was. Did you tell me you have eligibility left? 
Told him I had four years. In fact, I reminded Coach Mullen of that as well. But we all could see the physical gifts. In fact, if you ask around the country to analysts who know, like our guys like, you know, Herb Street or Desmond or, da- or David Pollock, those guys, they'll tell you when it comes to sheer God-given physical gifts, Felipe Franks is way up there on that list. But he just hasn't lived up to all of that expectation. And I wonder what comes with that. He was booed off of his own field at the Swamp last year during a Missouri game. So what's that mean? And I will tell you this. I can't give away a ton because we got a a big feature on this coming out on SEC Nation on Saturday. And I could not possibly be more impressed at not only the young man that I interviewed and got to meet and spend a day with, but also the transition and the transformation of that young man and the vulnerability that he showed and the honesty that he showed about what a how debilitating ego can be. Ego is evil. Ego can undo so many things. I've seen it in my own life. And that's one thing that, that I write about so deeply and never settle in my, in my new book. So much of what Felipe was saying to me resonated with me because if you have ego, and you are unwilling to admit to yourself that you have that ego, then any outside criticism destroys you because you don't want to admit that they're right, but they're right. And ultimately, I love what Dan Mullen said to me about Felipe, and not only did Coach Mullen say this to me on Monday when I was in Gainesville about his quarterback, but he also said that this was something that he echoed from SEC Media Days, and I asked him to expound upon. Last year when Felipe finally decided to stop giving a damn about the outside noise and the outside minutia and crap on Twitter and crap on Instagram that does not have any bearing on who he is as a man or who he is as a player, guess what happened, Travis? Started playing better. Light switch turned on. It's going to be hard to think about it. Felipe Franks was you know, a, a top 10 quarterback coming out of high school all the praises. You go to Florida, you're thinking, you know, you're the next savior, the next Tim Tebow, and then people are booing you. And it's got to be hard to be able to drop that and get yourself to not think about what people think about you. It's so hard. Look, again, going back to the book, one of the things I write in the book that I mean, and I just happen to own it, I own it. One of my greatest insecurities in this life is I like to be liked. I think everybody does. I know. But... Not everybody lets the fact that someone has issue with them impact them. Not everybody is going and being the quarterback of Florida. Right. It's like there's only a few people I've ever met in my life who truly do not care what you think of them. Kevin Harvick, the NASCAR driver, is one of them. Tony Stewart. I went to Tony Stewart Media School. That guy don't give two dams what you think. And I've only met a few guys that are really like that, genuinely like that. And – I can't wait for you guys to see this piece with Felipe. In fact, what I hope to do is, after it debuts on SEC Nation, I want to bring it to Marty Smith's America next week as we prepare for week one because I want you guys to to hear for yourselves how vulnerable this young man is. And it's just so cool to see it. And I told him afterwards, when the cameras were stopped, because he was willing to say the things that he said – it's going to trigger, it's going to 
foster opinions in the minds of the viewer that go, wow, I need to look at myself a little bit. And for a young man who's 20, 21 years old, to have that self-awareness is a beautiful thing. And I told him that. I couldn't have been more impressed with the, with the young man. I hope he has a tremendous year. I expect him to have a tremendous year because he has new perspective. And if you look, if you look at what he did in the second half of 2018, that dude balled out. They have Miami now. What was the buzz like when you were down there with them and being a game week? Oh, big time. It's big time buzz. And not only, not only that, but there's so much, so many levels to that buzz. Because it's the only game on the docket. It's the national stage. It's every single eye in this country that loves college football. Guys like you and me have been waiting since January 15th, bro. We cannot wait for them to strap up and start passing licks. And there's going to be licks passed in this bad boy. Well, that's the thing. It's a rivalry that hasn't been played in a few years. 2013. It's a rivalry that should be played every year, but it hasn't. So you have that buildup from the fan bases that have been wanting this. And finally, the schools were able to make it happen. And now we have it in neutral site, too. I posted a photo of Felipe and myself on my social media handles. And I went back and looked at that photo. And the responses are Miami fans versus Florida fans going at it that and people making fun of my skinny jeans i'm telling you man there's also the layer of the high school these guys grew up together right a lot of these guys played with and against each other at the high school level so they'll know they know each other i mean there's a lot of states bragging rights on the line on saturday night and it's it just stands to be a phenomenal game with so much juice and so much intensity and you got two two great coaches, and I just uh, who really embody their programs too. That's another interesting part about it. Is Dan Mullen, of course, was Urban Meyer's offensive coordinator when Urban was winning those national championships with Tim Tebow. Let's not talk about those. And what's that? Let's not talk about those uh, Tim Tebow national championships. Thanks. Oh, uh, well, tra- but Travis, why not? Yeah. So let's uh, keep talking about Manny Diaz in Miami. <laughs> it it's it's just perfect because my Manny is Miami. Manny is a Miami native. Manny went to Miami Country Day High School. Was his dad the mayor? Uh his dad was the mayor. His dad absolutely was the mayor. It's just awesome. And now he's the face of the town. And so I just and of course uh, you know, when you, when you consider the fact that not only do those guys embody their schools, but again, they were in the same meeting rooms together in Starkville. So it's, it just stands to be such a great game. I can't wait to see it on Saturday night and it kicks off this, what stands to be an amazing season. You know the, what this Saturday is also, Marty? Is what? there's going to be a lot of jorts being worn at this game. Oh, that, yeah, oh, it's going to be the This might be the Jort capital of the world. It's going to be the capital of the Jorts. Uh, it's funny. I, uh, I was asked on Tuesday if I got any Jorts upon arrival in Gainesville, and I did not. However, I have many friends who attended the University of Florida, and I fully expect for them to just, you know, bequeath me some hand, hand-me-downs that are broken in well. 
and I'll be prepared. I mean, look, I'm already getting killed for my, the jeans I had on during my interview with Felipe. You were looking skinny. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's like, dude, did, did Laney, did, did you, were your jeans dirty? Did you forget your jeans and have to get into Laney's drawer? I don't care. <laughs> it, uh, I think it's very funny. How I hot do. was it out there in the jeans and long sleeve shirts? Hotter than, around. hotter than hell and humid as it's, it's like I always say when it's that level, level of humid, it's like running through saran wrap. I mean, it's, uh, you, you, you almost can't breathe. You can't get your lungs full of air because it's so humid, but it was so fun. We went out on the field at the swamp. We did a sit down portion first in the air conditioning. And then we went out to the field and, and threw it around a little bit and had some fun and just talked about his favorite moments at Florida, of course, the Hail Mary versus LSU in 2018 and what it's like. Now this was an interesting, this was an interesting thought. Tim Tebow's name is on both ends of that stadium because Tim Tebow is in the Florida ring of honor. I think that's what they call it. Hall of Fame, whatever it is. And then at the other end of the stadium, they have their Heisman trophy winners. So Tim's name is on both ends of that stadium. Just how long is Tim Tebow's shadow when you're a Florida quarterback? I'd say it's about 100 yards. We get into that too, man. We get into that too. And so just a really cool time. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for you guys to watch that interview. And if you don't get the opportunity to see it on Saturday, we'll make sure that we get it on Marty Smith's America as well. Now, there's another thing that we should discuss this week, Travis, as the season gets underway, and that is the preseason ESPN All-America team. All right? Let me read them out here. Quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, Clemson. Running backs, Jonathan Taylor and Travis Etienne. Taylor, of course, from Wisconsin. Travis from Clemson. Wide receivers are Jerry Judy from Alabama, Tylen Wallace, from Oklahoma State. Tight end is Jared Pinckney from Vandy. Offensive tackle, Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Offensive guard, Solomon Kinley from Georgia. Center is Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma. Other side on, uh, other guard on the other side is Shane Lemieux from Oregon. The other tackle, Walker Little from Stanford. And the athlete is Rondale Moore from Purdue. Let's not talk about him either. I I was just going to ask you if you have some flashbacks about Rondell Moore. That dude is a baller, and he ran wild against a certain team in scarlet and silver. What do y'all What do y'all call your colors? Scarlet and gray, first of all. Scarlet and gray. Uh, it's hard That's to silver, ain't it? It's hard to have flashbacks uh, from hangovers and being drunk. So I don't have too many. I just know that I don't like him um, right now. Um. Hey, defense, you can tackle him. That'd be nice. Thanks. Um, I really like this. Now, am I wrong? What was, was that 55 points? So what about the defense that Purdue hung on Ohio State that night? This is, that's just from memory. I, I'm just, let, let me get out the Google and let me just look and see what that score was. Pardon me. I was inaccurate. 49 points. It was 49 to 20 and, 28 of those 49 came in the fourth quarter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was a whooping. That was a whooping. Yeah, I'm Travis. Not, yeah, thanks, Mike. All right, let's go over to the defensive side of the ball now, which you'll be much 
much happier about. Uh, the first name on the list is Chase Young. He was an absolute uh, animal. Just a, just an animal, just a, just a beast. And, and the latest in that great lineage of, especially of late Ohio State defensive ends with the Bosa boys and just the motor that they have. Chase has that same motor. He never stops. I think he, moving. you know, Nick went down last year and people are like, you know, who's going to step up? And people knew about Chase Young, but I don't think the, the national fan base knew exactly what Ohio State had on their hands with him and surprised a lot of people now that lights on him and he's got to be that, that, that leader of a defense that frankly was crap last year and needs to get things going. Yeah. It's important that he plays lights out and I fully expect him to. And obviously so do our voters, whoever votes on the ESPN preseason all America team. Were you a voter? Surprisingly, I don't have a vote. Shockingly me either. Uh, defensive tackle, Derek Brown out of Auburn and. Lecky Futu from Utah and McGee and I had the opportunity to interview Derek Brown at SEC Media Days and it's so cool that he came back to school. He would have been a, a very highly drafted player, but he came back to school. He gets to play with his little brother this year and also he's a dad now. And so he has that perspective on, okay, I'm playing for something way bigger than me. And it was so fun to, to chat through that with him. And learn his story and just what a sweet. It's always funny when a guy that big is that sweet. And I expect an amazing year for him. All he knows how to do is just blow people up. Futu, also total stud. Defensive end on the other side is Xavier Thomas from Clemson. Everybody wants to know how in the world Dabo Sweeney and Brent Venables can replace five guys on the defensive front that went to the NFL, including three in the first round. You got Cleveland Farrell, drafted fourth overall to the Raiders. You got Christian Wilkins, drafted 13 overall to the Miami Dolphins. And you got Dexter Lawrence, who I think went 17 to the New York football Giants. Three guys in the first round. And then there's Austin Bryant and Albert Huggins, who both got tons of reps and started games uh, for Clemson. Throughout their careers, Huggins steps in when Dexter Lawrence is suspended last year and helps lead Clemson to a national championship for the second time in three seasons. So how do you replace all of that talent? Well, it was interesting. Another one of my camp stops to start the season was at Clemson. I was there during their first day of fall camp. And I asked Dabo Sweeney and BV and Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator, that very question. And I thought their response and their analysis was very interesting. During the spring, the two guys that had any reps at Clemson were Niles Pinckney and Jordan Williams. All right, They were injured. They were out. So you had these early enrollees come in, Tyler Davis, Etnosa Rubin, and Rook Orororo. What a great name. That is first-team all-college oh. football name squad. I'm proud of you, though. Rook Orororo. I'm, Those guys got valuable reps and just got their butts handed to them by an offensive line that is now seasoned. Why? Because they went against all those NFL guys I just mentioned a few moments ago. So they feel good about their depth at, in, at the defensive line position in Clemson. What were you going to say? I'm just proud that you pronounced that, but I also don't know if that's accurate. You could have just made that up and it sounded good. So well done. Uh when it was texted to me, when this information was texted to me by 
the great Ross Taylor, who is Clemson's media guy, PR guy. I said, can you please pronounce that for me? Because that's a lot of rows, and I want to make sure that I say it right. Rook, oh, row, row, row. He's all name team, dude. He might be. So, so he, he's going to be on my, he's going to be on the Marty and McGee players to watch list for 2019, along with Cash Daniel and Joey Football. Joey Football and Cash Daniel are the captains. Of the Marty and McGee squad. We need to put together the Marty McGee squad. We do. I'm not, I think we need to put that together for the first TV show on September 4th at 7 p.m. on SEC Network. I think we do need to do that. I think we need to have our, our Marty and McGee, all Marty and McGee, all American squad with Joey Burrow as, uh, as our quarterback, Cash Daniel as our middle linebacker. And then we'll work from there. We got our offensive captain and our defensive captain, and we'll work from there. I'll get to work once this podcast ends with adding some names. I definitely think you should. All right, enough about Clemson's defensive line. Let's move on on this list. At linebacker, we got three names, starting with Kalevon Chason down in Baton Rouge. And this dude is a straight freak show. I was talking to Spears about him down at uh, SEC Media Days, and he went on and on and on and on and on about how athletic this guy is and what a disruptive force he's going to be in 2019 for the Tigers down in Death Valley. Speaking of Death Valley, Isaiah Simmons, my dude from Clemson, he's on this All-American preseason list, and then Dylan Moses at Alabama, who, much like Felipe Franks, has been in college for 17 years. We had a scholarship offer, I think, at eighth grade. I mean, my Lord, I feel like Dylan's been in college since I was in college. At safety, we got a a couple just beasts. Grant Delpit, uh, who we also had the great opportunity to interview, as you guys heard last week here on the podcast out of LSU, might be, I mean, he'll be a top five pick. In next year's NFL draft, he's just a just an athletic marvel, such a great player and such a great young man. Xavier McKinney out of Alabama, another athletic stud at corner. Got Bryce Hall out of UVA and C.J. Henderson from Florida. And then there's the kickers, Andre Schmidt out of Syracuse and Braden Mann out of Texas A&M. Travis, that's a hell of a list of talent. And by all, by all definitions, every one of those young men is, is deserving of those accolades. It's just crazy how much talent there is all across this country at the collegiate level and at, and at every position. It's just, it's just eye popping. And I'm, I'm not a voter on that list, but if I were, it'd probably take me at least a week to try to break all that down. That's why we're going to put together our own list, a little different flair to it than the serious side of it. Yep. Yep, we uh we we have our captains, so that's good. We can start from there and branch our way out. Um, do you have any other thoughts, Travis? Did you also happen to see the news uh, yesterday, Marty? What news? Out of uh, the Ohio State University? Uh, no. Did you finally get that ridiculous trademark for your T-shirt? First of all, not ridiculous. Makes sense. I'm all on board with it. But no, uh, we have our quarterback. Wait a minute. What? Ryan Day announced uh, who was going to be starting this week, uh, this year. And who was that? Justin Fields. 
I never would have guessed that. Didn't see it coming. I, I never would have guessed that. That's a that's a that's shocking news. And I, I can't believe that I didn't see that. Lincoln uh, Riley I, then one upped Ohio State and announced their starter. No, they didn't. Jalen Hurts is going to be starting. You're kidding me. Nope. Unbelievable. Shock. Shock. I, yeah. The, those 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 bits of news are absolutely shocking and. Uh, the, in other news, the sun came up today. <laughs> I I kind of get Ryan Day holding out a little bit because Justin Fields at least like hasn't played, but Lincoln Riley waiting this long to announce Jalen Hurts as the starter is a little ridiculous. Well, they got some talent. They got some other talent, but it was there was never any doubt. Here's the thing I love about Jalen Hurts, man. All that dude knows is how to work. All he knows is how to lead, and he's matured even in that capacity since Alabama. So that guy is going to have such an unbelievable year. He is about to put the Big 12 on blast. And here's what I keep telling people is go back to the SEC championship game where Jalen had to come in and save it. He was Go back even further than no, that, no, but bro. He, but he, you could see the improvements in his throwing from the previous yes. time that he was playing. And so people think of Jalen as this runner, and yes, he is, but he has worked to improve his throwing, and it he showed it there. So some more time and with Lincoln Riley, like I think people are going to see a different Jalen hurts than what they they think they're going to see a much more versatile player, a much more well-rounded player. And not only that, but a guy who look the greatest ones. I say this all the time. The greatest players never lose that chip. Tom Brady still got it. Aaron Rodgers still got it. Drew Brees still got it. The great ones, Michael Jordan, hell, Michael Jordan ain't played in how long? Michael still got the chip. They have the chip. Kobe still got it. And Jalen has it. Jalen got benched in the national championship game. Jalen stood there and watched his brother, his backup, who is has otherworldly God-given ability, write a movie script. Won the national championship on the last play of the game after being sacked. Comes back, throws an absolute dart. One of the most perfect passes you'll ever see in your life to Devontae Smith in the back of the end zone to win the national title. Then you come back the next season. Tua Tonga-Vailoa wins the job. You don't like it. You don't want to sit there and watch somebody else play when you are a former SEC offensive player of the year yourself. His record is 26 and two, I think. That's accurate. And you sit there and you take that medicine. And then when it's your time to put a team on your shoulders because your brother's hurt, your brother's hobbled, he's a shell of a player that we had seen because he simply cannot step into his throws. And you write your own movie script. And the humility with which you approached all that is a lesson for millions. We just talked about at the beginning with Felipe Franks having to deal with getting, not thinking about himself and what fans think and his ego. Jalen Hurts is probably somebody that I put in the list of. He just doesn't give a damn what you think. No, man. He, he, I, I really admire him and I've admired him for a long time and I'm very fortunate. I have a, I have a really special relationship with Jalen. I know his parents. I've gone to Houston. I've went to his childhood home. I've stood in the weight room that that built that man. 
And I have always appreciated him as a person first. And that absolutely holds up right now to this second when I'm saying these words. He is about to put that Big 12 conference on blast. And I'm thrilled for him. Now, let's transition over to Fields. Number one player in the country. Number one player in the country over Trevor Long. Coming out of high school in Georgia. Goes to UGA and got some run. He got some run. But Jake Fromm is, and Jake Fromm is a unicorn. Jake Fromm is not only a great football player. Jake Fromm is an unbelievable, elite, world-class leader. Jake Fromm has a moxie about him that just doesn't come along very often. I've actually told this story, and I don't know if I've told it on this podcast, but Tim Tebow told me when he went to Georgia's spring practice, I think it was spring, it was either first part of fall camp or spring ball one. When Eason was the starter, when Jacob Eason was the starter and Fromm was coming in. And Tebow looked at Fromm and said, that's the guy. Like, he looked, that's the guy. And it's because he has this intangible aura that is unmistakable. So, Fields comes in, to his credit, got to play, got some reps. So, you know he can play. But the, the question is, can he stretch the field? That's what we have to find out. That's what Travis's the Ohio State Buckeyes need. Because in today's college football, man, you got to stretch the field. Look at Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant won a lot of games at Clemson. Kelly Bryant was revered by his teammates at Clemson. All you need to see is the fact that eight of them showed up at his spring game at Missouri. But he couldn't stretch the field. Trevor Lawrence is the best in the country at stretching the field. And in order for Clemson to win a national title again, that's what had to happen. So, Ryan Day, can your quarterback stretch the field? We shall see. That's you would cur- expect it. I'm curious because Ryan Day's offense clearly works. But can Justin Fields pick up that offense in under a year and go out there and win big-time games? Now that he's got the weapons around him, can he Dude, go out KJ there and do Hill, it? settle down. K.J. Hill. Iceman. I mean – Dude, they got, they have so much talent on the perimeter. And look, we talk often today, there's, there's so much banter about recruiting and there should be because it's so, so important. And there's a select group of schools that always get the three star and up guys and, and pushing more towards your four stars and your five stars. And that is Bama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, LSU. Those guys always get them. And that's a testament to the unyielding push to get them. It's a testament to winning. And it's a testament to player development. Getting five stars is one thing. Developing developing high school boys into NFL men is a whole other thing. And Ryan Day has a coach in Brian Hartline that is on the upwards and within his one year – we saw what those receivers did last year, and they're just continuing to grow. And that receiver room this year is loaded, so it's on Justin Fields just to get the ball to him and then let them make the That's plays. That's right. Get the ball to the playmaker. Don't make mistakes. Keep the clock moving. Keep the ball going forward down the football field. And he's got J.K. Dobbins, who not too shabby either to hand the ball no. off to. Was just named team captain. I saw on the tweeter machine. Yep. 
got to call his mama and tell her. I love that stuff. Yeah, they had all the captains. They they told the players, and then the players, the coach and the player, then called back home to break the news to their parents. It's uh, you know, there's a, there's another aspect of it that we won't go down this rabbit hole yet, but it's something that should be addressed too. It's those weight staffs. It's those. It's the strength staffs because the strength coaches are the conduit to the players in so many instances from the head coach. What's When Urban Meyer got to Ohio State, they asked him who the most important person is, and he said, Mickey Murati is my most important. He's the backbone. He's my right hand because he's the guy, the strength and conditioning coach, that's around those players when the coaches aren't allowed to be in the offseason, and he's the one that knows the players the most. Exactly. That's exactly my point. When when other guys don't have access to them or, or can't deliver the perfect message to the players, the strength guys can. And that's Mickey Marotti at Ohio State. That's can I, Joey Batson can I nominate at Scotty, Clemson. Can I nominate Scotty Cochran to be our strength and conditioning coach? That's my boy. Scott Cochran is Nick Saban's, like, I mean, he is Nick Saban's voice to these young men at Alabama. And, you know, when you, when you, when you're talking about elite today, that's, that's a very important part of this thing. Um, wow. We went down all kind of different rabbit holes that I wasn't expecting, but that's what we do. And I will, I'll put a bow on this thing by, saying I'm I'm just so excited that it's college football week. God bless college football. Our game is back and I can't wait until Saturday to watch them canes and them gators strap it up and knock the hell out of each other. And from there we just get that ball rolling. I know you guys feel the same way. Hit us up. Subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you think about the show. It seems to me that based on what I'm seeing, you guys really like when Travis and I just talk ball and sit around and talk about our lives and make fun of ourselves for having on skinny jeans and whatever else. Uh, we enjoy that. So thank you. Let us know what y'all would like to hear about. And I'm still getting a lot of what cans y'all got. That's appreciated. Yep. I got a couple new ones I need to well, display for you guys. It's college football season, so we need to get this going again. You're ta- tailgating. Show us your setup, your beer, what cans you're drinking, what cans y'all got. Like, we want it all. And uh, I'm going to be at a lot of SEC games this fall because uh, I'll be hosting the SEC Nation show when Laura Rutledge is away on maternity leave. And I'll be reporting with SEC Nation even when Laura is there. So I look forward to seeing all you guys who are listeners from the SEC. And I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of Ohio State games that I'm flying to on Saturdays. Uh, Michigan games, maybe Oregon games. If you need, if you Texas. need me to scout out anything for Ohio State before you get there, let the bosses know I can go, you know, do some pre-production stuff for you. I'm, I'm, I'm good to do that. I need security. Yeah, I can do uh, that. So that's enough of our dribble for this week. Thank you guys for listening so much. Make sure that you guys support the Levitard and Friends Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening to Marty Smith's America. It's been so huge for Travis and me to, that Dan and Stu and Mike and everybody involved in Levitard and Friends enveloped into their family. It is 
I can't tell you how many people approach me in airports and restaurants and at games or on campuses, and they want to tell me that they love Lebetard. Like, that's how they know about my work, and I'm so indebted to those guys for that. And it's not just me. We know how popular Mina Kimes' podcast is. It's one of the most popular podcasts on the planet. Make sure you guys listen to Sarah Spain's as well. That's what she said. Sarah does interviews with all different types of people that are interesting and that open those people up and you learn about them. So make sure you support Sarah as well. Does Dan know that you were in Gainesville hanging out with the Florida players? Uh, Dan does not, but Mike Ryan made sure that I knew his displeasure. I was going to say, I don't like, he might not be happy with you right now. Yeah. They made sure that, uh, that their displeasure was voiced via some sort of social media platform. Uh, Thanks so much to our law enforcement officials. We appreciate you keeping our community safe safe every day. Thank you so much, as we do every week. I want to take time to thank our military, our men and women in uniform uh, here in this country and all over the globe. We are free. We are free. On my flight home from Gainesville, I was sitting beside a lady who had volunteered uh, during the Ebola crisis in Africa, and her story was so interesting. And I got the chance to talk to her about that experience. And she said to me that we as Americans don't appreciate our freedom enough. And I said, I say that every day. I completely agree with you. We are free, man. We can walk out our front doors every day and go out into this world and go and do and be what we want to be and achieve and aspire and not everybody can say that around this globe. So thanks so much to everybody in uniform who's keeping us free. That is the Marty Smith's America podcast, volume 67. Thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully we educated you a little bit or got you thinking about college football because, baby, it's time. We'll try to do better next time around. See ya.